0: Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, you're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast, episode 233. Today is going to be a little bit of a rant, a little bit of a little bit of a pep talk for you business owners out there. Before we get into today's show, I want to say a big thank you to the sponsor. If you haven't done it already, the, the, the time that they're giving us to do this is, is slowly running out, and it's this is gusto gustocom slash bootcamp they're giving just the listeners of this podcast a free 90day trial so you can get a free 30-day trial from their from their regular website but for podcast listeners only you can get a 90 day free trial and like for our company we just we hired three new people last week and one of the greatest ways to retain great employees is is making sure that they can easily see when they have t- scheduled time off, when their benefits are due, when their next pay raise is, what their compensation is and then how it's being broken down between federal taxes and L&I and workers compensation and all of that stuff. So, highly rec- recommend you check it out. Gusto is really an all-encompassing HR software system for small business owners and it's not, not going to cost you anything to try it out, so I, I highly recommend you take advantage of this while they're still offering it to us. It's 90 days, so a whole quarter. You can try it out and you know do right your payroll right from there, so it does direct deposit, but then everything in benefits and the, the platform that your employees can log into is fantastic. So check it out, gusto.com slash bootcamp. Today, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about preparing for the worst. We're, we're going to be thinking about your business, and everything might be going fine and good, and everything might seem like it's all, everything is going up, 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 and you're scaling the company, and everything is growing, and you're hiring more people, and everything is so fantastic. But yet, all the while, I think a great entrepreneur is protecting their downside, and they are preparing for the worst. And we hear so much about risk, and people trying to take risk, and to be a business owner, if people think you got to take risk, and that's all fine and good. But on the other hand, I believe smart entrepreneurs are always thinking about their downside. They're trying to protect if everything did go to hell in a handbasket, how would their business uh, react, and then would the business make it through that period of time? So I'm going to ask a couple questions, and I want you to think about it personally for your business, uh, and then we'll dig in, dig a little deeper into these different tests that I would I would offer. So these are like different types of stress tests that I would ask you as the business owner. And these there's no right, wrong or good or bad answer here. These are just answers that are questions that I feel you should answer as frequently as you can within your business to make sure that your company is resilient and that regardless of how you know what happens economically, within the company, uh, strategically, politically, whatever it is, that your business is unshakable and, and can it can weather the, 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 this, the test of time. So the first stress test that I would ask you, and I'm just gonna ask you these questions and you answer them for yourself, is what happens if everything goes right? So a lot of times when people think about the worst case scenario, they're thinking about what can happen bad in your business. But a lot of times, people that are scaling up quickly They forget to ask themselves the question, what happens if everything goes right? What happens if they scale up faster than they planned for? What happens if they need 10 times the amount of people? What happens if they need to start a new location in another country? What happens if their success is so great and everything goes goes so well that they have to completely change the business model or they have to make quick adaptations and hire new people? So a lot of times we think about the bad stuff, how to protect the downside, but the other side of the equation is there's a lot of businesses that have gone out of business simply because everything went right for them and they weren't ready for the massive amounts of growth or the influx of customers when a PR stunt uh, occurred or they got on some sort of PR. Uh, And all of a sudden they had a bazillion people knocking down their doors It was everything they ever ever could have dreamed of having happen. However, when it did happen, they weren't ready for it. So I would ask yourself the question, what happens if everything goes right? You know, are you going to be the CEO of the company if your company quadruples in size in the next year? Or should it be somebody else? What happens if everything goes right? You know, when you start thinking about that, you start thinking about, okay, if the company was ten times the size it is t- today, and it happened faster than I ever could have imagined. Would the company be ready? Would the manufacturing processes and the supply chain be ready for that stress test? So that's the first stress. The second stress test is if I re- if, so this is a question you want to ask yourself If I remove one piece that's central to the functionality of my business, what happens? If I remove one piece that's central to the functionality of my business, what happens? You really have to think of your business as like a machine. And so if there's a bunch of components within a machine that allow that machine to operate very well and efficiently and create processes and things, that machine, one component that is integral or is is very central to the functionality of that machine, what happens if it's taken away? If you take the transmission out of a vehicle, most vehicles aren't going to run very well. Now you ask yourself the question, what is the transmission in your in my business? What is the one thing that my business is relying centrally upon and it, without it I would fall apart? And then you have to Basically, prepare for that. If that one piece, that could be a one, you know, a certain person that you've hired that you rely a lot on, what happens if they leave tomorrow, or if they get sick, or if they can't come to work, or they gotta move because of family situation? What happens if they leave? What happens if a key client or key customer uh, decides to take their business elsewhere? What happens if your suppliers go out of business? What happens if? uh some one thing that you depend on solely for your business this is when i get this is when i get a little bit nervous when b2b companies have you know 30 plus percent of their business coming from one customer they have a one massive customer and they build an entire infrastructure a company they rent office space they hire people And when a massive chunk of their company is at risk, if one key central piece, a customer, falls out or decides to take their business elsewhere. So ask yourself, you know, this next stress stress test is, you know, if you remove that one piece, what happens? That one piece that's central to the functionality of your business, what happens? And usually that comes for small business owners that are 20 people and below. That comes in the form of, a key person so a person or a, a key manager especially in companies that are five people or below there's a someone that you rely on like a lot on uh, what happens if they leave this isn't necessarily to say that you to say that you need to diversify or whatever. the question is w- what's the steps what are you preparing for that moment are you preparing for that pivot are you preparing for that time because when that time comes and it's not if it's when that time comes are you going to take advantage of it and make that seemingly negative into a massive positive? You can do that if you prepare correctly. So the third stress test that I would put forward is what's the worst that could happen? So this is a powerful tool to use because everything that is less worse (laughs) is going to happen usually. And so when it does happen, you are unfazed by it because you have already planned for the very worst. So the very worst could be everything from... uh the economy going going to absolute zero super fast, You know another recession happening, uh, if you're serving the real estate market and the real estate bubble happens, that could be the worst thing that could happen for your business. Ask yourself the question, what's the worst thing that could happen to the business? Maybe that is you as the owner getting sick or being disabled or some, even if you died, if that's the worst thing that could happen to the business. Is it ready and are you preparing the company for that time? I believe as business owners, we got to make our companies really resilient without us being there. I feel like as, you, as we hire people and we have families that are, are reliant on our business as a source of income and providing for kids and families and things, I believe we have to make our companies serve be able to survive if we were to pass away or something was to happen and we couldn't be there. I believe it's our obligation not to be the linchpin or not be the bottleneck in your business that everything is solely dependent upon. So, if the worst thing that could possibly happen is you get hit by a bus tomorrow and the business then goes to goes to kaput, goes to nothing, I would really start asking yourself how do you prepare against that? How do you train your train your managers and cross-train them to make sure that if you were to get hit by a bus that they'd still be able to carry on the vital functions of the business until they can at least hire another CEO uh, what you know if we go back to stress test number two uh, about removing one key piece that's central to the functionality of the business and what happens thereafter you know like I said a lot of times that's a key person within a small business that you've been relying on that they are key to the to the, the progress and the functionality of the business like they are a key component of the machine. What happens if they leave? What happens if they get sick? What happens if they get a bigger, better job and they have to leave and move somewhere? What happens? You just don't know. Um, How do you prevent that? How do you prevent that from taking the business down? You start cross-training that person's roles with other managerial positions. So if you have a CFO, a a chief financial officer that does incredible work, and that you really lean on for a lot of different functionalities within the business, and you really believe that if they were taken out of the business, that the company wouldn't be able to survive or it would at least hinder the company a lot, I would take definite steps to make sure that the people that they are, uh, their their direct reports, their, the accountants, the CPAs under them, maybe choose one or two of those people to cross-train and learn about how that CFO operates on day-to-day day-to-day basis what functionalities within the business is that cfo responsible for that could be taught to the cpas under them so that if god forbid something happens to the cfo they leave they get hired somewhere else they get sick they get hit by a train like whatever it is you know god forbid that happens but if it does is it going to affect the company and so i think it's it's especially as small business owners, it's very easy to look, especially at the people side of things from a very emotional standpoint. We have friendships with these people. We know their families. Uh, They've been with us for a long time. They a lot of times have sacrificed even for the company. But at the end of the day, we have to step back and we have to tell ourselves this one thing. And that is the business is bigger than us as ourselves. And it is bigger than the sum of all of us as individuals within the company working on it, especially in small companies, five, 10, 15 people. We can really, rely so much on the individuals within the business that we really fail to think of the company as an organism that needs to be able to function independently of one or two people. And a lot of times, as I said before, the bottleneck is the owner and we allow that to happen. We don't train our people to take over the responsibilities that we have We have on a day-to-day basis. We try to Hold back the key functions that we feel we're the best at. You know, if, if someone feels like they're the best at sales, they won't teach anyone else in the, within the company how to sell. If they feel like they are the best at negotiation, they won't teach anyone else how to negotiate. If they feel like they're the best at marketing, they won't show anyone else how to do, tweak the website or to do Facebook ad campaigns or how it works and explain the, the, the metrics and the economics of their advertising campaigns because they feel they're the best at it. And so, what I would ask yourselves the question is, do you pass the Three stress tests. Number one: What happens if everything goes right? If everything goes exactly according to plan, but a hundred times better and a hundred times faster, is that going to take the company down? There have been countless number of companies that everything goes right. And it goes faster than they expected. And because of that, it leads to their demise because they're not structurally set up for it within the organization. They weren't prepared to make the decisions necessary and the critical decisions and discussion that needed to take place at certain junctions, all of a sudden got revved up and got sped up because of the massive amount of success. And they failed because they didn't ask themselves the question, how do we plan for the incredible success that the company's going to have? And that's that's a positive thing. Like, you can but even the positive in a in a high high dose of it can really be detrimental it's like taking vitamins you can you, you know vitamin D is great but if you take five billion percent of your daily intake it's gonna affect your body in a negative way and you know we need vitamin D we need these other vitamins but if we take it in massive quantities it can be unhealthy for the body it's the same thing for growth and, and for uh, levels of success that a company would go through it's good to have growth. I truly believe in high growth, but if we're not planning for it correctly, if we're not expending enough energy, if we're not, if the body isn't expending enough energy and you take a massive amount of quality of of calories, it's going to become fat. It's going to become lazy. It's going to become unproductive. And I look at it the same way as growth. If we're having massive amounts of growth, in other words, calories and energy coming into the business, if we aren't Aren't fully capable of efficiently delivering that energy. We're going to become uh, lethargic. We are going. The company is going to become large and and not nimble. And so I really think as we begin to grow and we aren't preparing ourselves for the influx of energy, the influx of. Of new customers, the influx of, of, of new leads coming into the, the, the sales funnel. If we aren't preparing ourselves for that, when it happens, it'll break the business. So, number one, stress test is what happens if everything goes right? Number two is if, if you remove one piece that's central to the functionality of your business, what happens? That is usually a key hire, um, it can be a lot of times also be a key client one person or customer or demographic or area one store that you might have if you have multiple stores you're leaning on one store but what happens if that store all of a sudden gets burnt down like there's what if there's one thing that you're depending on solely whether it be a person or an econ- economic time or a trend whatever it is if that one thing is taken away how does the business pivot how does the business evolve how does it change how does it ad- adapt how does it react to that stressor and that one piece being taken on the machine? How is other pieces within the, the machine step up and take the position and the role of that key piece once it's gone? Stress test number three, what is the worst case scenario? What's the worst that could happen? Literally, I've done this with my company, is spell out exactly what's the worst stuff... like? How could it all fall apart? And then you'd look at that and you say, "Okay, how do I protect against the first thing? How do I protect myself against the second thing? How do I protect myself against the third third thing and just work your way down through it. I literally walk down to the demise of the company, who leaves, what happens, uh, what the financial downfalls are, how the comp- uh, customer experience gets broken down because each at a, each of those intervals, and then I work my way backwards. I look, okay, Let's look at the customer experience. How do we make that solid? Then our work our way backwards to the people side of things and making sure that we have cross trained and that if someone, you know, someone gets hit by a bus, we're okay. Where people can step into their shoes, making sure that the worst case scenario. Is a probability, and that's a probability that you can actually overcome it. is super important because everything that happens within your business, if it's negative but it's not worst case scenario, suddenly doesn't seem so bad because you've prepared for the absolute worst of the worst of the worst. That includes an a, a recession happening. It includes your key clients leaving. It includes your key people leaving your organization. If you prepare for the absolute worst case scenario, everything else. Kind of seems like a breeze, and so you know the one client that leaves, you, you know you, it hurts, but you take it with you know taking the teeth, and you know exactly what to do. You've planned for it, and it seems e- a whole lot easier than the worst case scenario that you've already planned for. And it's not to say that because you plan for the worst case scenario that when the worst case scenario happens, you're going to be successful at implementing the plan and procedures that you've put in place. But I promise you, you'll do a whole lot better than just shooting from the hip or waiting for things to happen, or worse yet crossing your fingers, holding your breath, and hoping everything works out. Uh, because that's how bit small businesses go out of business very quickly. That's why so many fail. That's why so many don't last five years is because at year three and four, once the company is growing and now more people are on board and different functionalities within the business have become important, but now have become bottlenecks. And then all of a sudden people within the organization become bottlenecks because they're the only ones that know how to do certain things. Or maybe clients become bottlenecks because they are the only way that your company generates a profit. Whatever the bottleneck is, as the business matures at three, four, five years old, begins to get new people, begins to grow its revenues, there becomes places of, of real vulnerability if we don't ask ourselves the question, what happens if that person leaves? What happens if my manager leaves? What happens if this key client leaves? And then plan accordingly. You've been listening to Mike Andy's on the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Until next time, be great because nothing else pays.